I'm your inner dream monologue and you're fast asleep. So I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hi, I'm Bex. And I'm Laura. And we're here to talk openly and honestly about miscarriage, stillbirth and all pregnancy loss. We aim to smash the taboo surrounding these subjects. And rebuild the topic in a way to support and educate women. Rather than isolate and shame them. Welcome to the worst girl gang ever. Hello. Hello. Oh, we always do this. Yeah, yeah we, re- we have a chat and then we rehearse everything that we're going to say and then we don't say, like, who's going to do the... Yeah, Hello. the intro bit. Yeah. Well, welcome. To welcome. This special, special episode of the worst girl gang ever. So, the worst girl gang ever. Can you remember what the subtitle is? Yeah, survival guide to navigating miscarriage and pregnancy loss. Oh, okay, cool. Boom! It did change a couple of times, didn't it? Well, yeah, it did, but it was like a work in progress, wasn't it? Because we were yeah. a bit like, yeah. Let's journey now back to um, the very beginning. That's a very good place to start. I don't actually know the tune for that bit. So apologies. When you sing, you begin with Do, Re, Mi. Do, Re, Mi. Oh, so la, di, do. Okay, I'm going to leave it there. Back at the very beginning, when we first, when you and I first met, we, it was early on, wasn't it? That yes. we decided that we wanted to write a book, like really early on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was July that we hooked up. We talked about it in the um over sort of the autumn we kept mentioning it and then I think it it was in January beginning of January we were like right let's get a book plan yeah and we wrote a proposal but we had so much help along the way because we'd already we'd already been writing our um our Instagram you know the captions Mm. we wrote every day didn't we and all the stuff there was so much stuff like the airy fairy stuff I used to write along with all the info and Mm -hmm. statistics and all that stuff that we wrote every day on our Instagram account yeah we had so much already and we knew that we had so much we knew all it would be was kind of collating it all and making I I like collating I was going to say cobbling together (laughs) yeah collating sounds slightly more planned I mean it probably was no, no, because then da, 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 it was so um, serendipitous the way it all happened because we had, we got together with a really great lady who helped us write a business, no, a book proposal, proposal, book proposal. So we had that written, didn't we? Yeah. So yeah, that's what we did in the January. Yeah. And then it just sort of sat because we were so busy with other stuff like writing the courses and... Yeah the merch and all still the social media platforms and and still just just doing like what we love doing as well just responding to people every day and 
And obviously our actual careers. And Well, yeah. I mean, at the time we were still working in our normal roles, right? That's and this this was just like an extra. So yeah, yeah we had a, we got a book proposal and we parked it, hoping that one day we would be able to make it a reality. But realistically, we didn't think that was that day was going to be for years. And then out of nowhere, a lovely, lovely girl that I used to go to school with. In fact, we were, we've known each other since we were about three and four. Contacted me and said, "Have you ever thought about writing a book for your worst girl gang ever? It just seems like such a great thing." And I was like, "Funny, funny, you should say that, Abby." <laughs> We have a book proposal. She said, well, how about I help you get this book together, structured, you know, we, we could write out, we can we can do it all together because she yeah. had the time and we had the work. Yeah. So that's what we did. And then she had a literary agent as well, didn't she? It's a complicated yeah. process writing a book. It is, yeah. So she drew up, she took our proposal um, and sort of made a more... Um, like a better plan to take to her literary agent. And then we, should, we I remember saying, oh, how, um, how long before we know, do you think? She said, oh, between five and 12 weeks. And we were like, oh, okay. So we literally just sent it off and thought that was that, didn't we? And then it was, yeah. honestly, it was about three days later yeah. that we got an email to say, we've had some interest. The, the most incredible thing about all that is that we had two really, really, um, well-known publishers both of them saying yeah we want your book we mm. we see so much value in in what you're doing and it's not because it's not because of who what we've written necessarily it's because I mean what we've written is amazing obviously but it's because of what we're trying to do and it's because mm. there is such a gap in this mm. in this um there's there's no voice in this area is there there's the no. voice on this area is quiet and it yeah. needs to be louder it's starting to become louder, isn't it, with all the celebrities speaking out? And um, I wonder if a couple of years ago, um, or a couple of years before, it might have got turned down because people might have thought, "Nah, this is the world's not ready for this just yet." But um, but it is now. It better be. Yeah, it needs to get there anyway. But it was, yeah, the writing experience was um, quite stressful at times, wasn't it? I mean. The 4 a.m. The 4 a.m. start, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. We um so we we met at 4 a.m. That meant like setting an alarm for 2.45 and meeting in the middle at the office that we, we sometimes meet up at at 4 a.m. Yeah, it was a big one. It was a long old day. And then also we just before we did our um Christmas party, a Christmas meetup in um in London, we met up in the hotel in the morning to crack on with the book yeah we got got quite a lot of it done that day but yeah. apologies if there are any bits that are a bit skew with because you know words flow better after you've had a drink don't they yeah sometimes the wrong ones though <laughs> in my experience <laughs> we did go back and, and edit those ones the, the the most important thing is that we got it done yeah, we did. Yeah, it was a really interesting experience. And then, but the my favourite thing was the um, the audiobook recording. Oh, without a doubt, that was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. It was really bloody hot. We were at the top of this townhouse in Brighton, and it was what twenty eight degrees or something yeah, like it that. It was warm. It was warm, and um, we kept having to stop the recording because you could hear the seagulls on the roof. 
And our tummies rumbling. Tummies rumbling, belching. You had to put a cushion in front of your, your tummy. Yeah, I did. I, well, I tell you what it was. It was that we went out and I had a pastry. Tell you what you summer tart. You had a summer tart. You summer I tart. I did have a summer tart. There was a lot of that that joke. <laughs> but also, it was a real anatomy learning lesson of what your body finds harder to digest. I know, right? Because the summer tart, my my body struggled. Yeah, but then salad. you made lunch. I made lunch. Day. Not a problem. Not a problem. Not a problem. Mm. But that was good. Um, that, that was, was lots fun. of fun. All the people we were working with there were were really good, weren't they? Yeah, they were. And at one point, we were all crying. All of yeah. even Stoneheart. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of laughter and a lot of tears. Actually, that do you know what reading that audiobook made me realize how important this book is. Yeah. Because do you remember? The last page, the last few lines, the last page. But you kept it together until the last word, where you went. (laughs) (laughs) Because as I was reading, and it's stuff that I'd written, so it's not like I was reading it for the first time. But as I was reading it, but it's powerful stuff that you don't normally say. No, you normally just write it. It's yeah, exactly. I've written it in a thousand Instagrams, but reading it, it was just like, and it's something like, let's do it for our children, the ones that are. The ones that are yet to come and the ones that will never be. And it was just mm. like, it's so, it's so true. Mm. And it's I think so after having it. read all of the book out and really reading and feeling every single chapter and story, then to end on that sentence sort of made it a lot more meaningful, didn't it? Yeah, definitely. And it, it just, it just, it, do you know what? It, it felt like a huge... It feels like a huge responsibility to have kind of done this now. And we've got so many people that not rely on us, but so many people that find what we do worthwhile. Mm -hmm. And because there's so many people that find what we do worthwhile, there's also, it makes me think of all the people that don't know about what we do Mm -hmm. that will find us helpful. Oh, the amount of messages we've had recently from people saying, where were you? when I had my first miscarriage, how have I only just found you? My, yeah. You know, everything seems a little bit lighter now. That kind of thing. I wish that you were there when I'd had my losses and all that stuff. It just, it's so, it is so powerful. Yeah. I love the fact that we've done this. I love how many people it's going to help. Yeah. Um, I mentioned before the, um, all the stories in the book. We haven't mentioned that yet. Like the, we've got, crikey, I don't even know how many, we should know this. But we've got lots of stories, personal stories from members of the gang, people who've been on our podcast before. Um, They range from all sorts of experiences, both in life and in loss. And um, we really hope that that everyone will be able to sort of resonate and relate with, with parts of people's stories. We've also got some experts in the book as well. Mm giving us some top tips and practical advice for, um, well, surviving miscarriage and pregnancy loss, doing what it says on the tin. Yeah. And we wrote it, we wrote it not only as like a helpful guide for yourself, but we wrote it to be gifted, didn't we? It's like a companion. It's a, it's a, oh, my husband's just bringing me a cup of tea. Thanks, Thanks, babe. And show me his nipples. (laughs) Now there's a win. Hey. 
yeah, we hope it will be the what to expect when you are no longer expecting book, right? Yeah, exactly. The go-to, the go-to guide for this shit. Yeah. Um, and not just for it's like when you when you know someone that experiences is pregnancy loss or baby loss, what do you give them? Well, don't buy them flowers because their house looks like a funeral home. And also then you have to get rid of the flowers, which is which some people find really traumatic. Very traumatic. It's like, OK, the flowers are dead. Everyone's moved on. That's it. Back to normal life. Yeah. It's not like that. Like, is it? like your grief should last as long as the flowers. And then yeah. Time to move on. Everyone stops asking after you. Yeah, but we don't move on. We move forward. We try and move forward. And that is exactly what this book should, we hope, help you to do is find that light and that that energy to kind of just keep going. Yeah. To love you until you can love yourself again. It's a survival guide. That's it. One foot in, in front of the other. Keep surviving yeah. until things seem a little... A little easier. What was your favourite chapter? I love the ugly feelings. Mm-hmm. I don't love experiencing them, obviously, but what I love about them is just the fact that by calling them out and and telling it, it just lightens the burden by yeah. recognising it. And actually, we say this a lot, but when you read or when you hear about someone that's thinking these same obtrusive nasty thoughts as you makes you feel so much lighter yeah one it's almost like one less thing to worry about oh my god I'm not a horrendous person because or if I am a horrendous person I'm not the only horrendous person you know yeah you're not a horrendous person no what about you what's your fave um uh, I like the misconceptions okay yeah and I think that's the chapter where we have um a lot of sort of advice to others on what it what not to say um what you can say instead yeah you know the misconceptions so like you know at least at least it was early at least you can you know you can get pregnant as if all of these things make are sort of some sort of consolation yeah Um, and also that's it's a really good Chapter, if you are hearing it, hearing this, listening to this, or you've read the book and stuff, and you want to tell your family something without telling them something, that is a really good chapter to just waft in front of their face and go, Yeah, here you go. Exactly. Um, I particularly enjoyed the chapter, um, the self love uh, task that you read out on the video <laughs> book. <laughs> so, Louisa, Louisa McInnes, our sexy lady, sex therapist. She's one of the experts on our courses and we asked her to contribute to the book, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And um, oh, and she came through. When we, when we read through, like it was fine when we did like the editing. Um, I didn't think anything of it. I didn't, I hadn't actually considered that we would have to read all this out. And so one of the tasks <laughs> you'll find in the book is about um, self-pleasure. And so <laughs> when we did the audio book, we uh, we took it in turns to just sort of read out um, like sections, didn't we? Yeah. So you read one, I read another. If we ever oh, got to one random. that completely random, um, and I happened to fall on with the with the chapter where we talked about pleasuring yourself. Yeah. She did. And Bex could not keep her shit together. She, no, she, she got is. warned once she got warned twice and then when I was talking about genitals she got asked to leave the room 
like a naughty school girl. I couldn't. It's just something about the word genitals that it's just. I think oh, it's something on. about me trying to say the word genitals in a normal, um, sensible. Yeah, because you were you were being like and softly then... spoken. Oh, I, I did say to to the others, you know, that we had a sound engineer guy with us, and then also a editor lady on the phone, and. Um, I did say, guys, please tell me if it sounds like I'm reading out a porno, because that's what it felt like. That's what it sounded like to me. It sounded like you were one of those sex sex workers, sex telephone people. Yeah. It's basically Hi. explaining to someone. I mean, yeah, just explain. I don't know. I, c- I don't. I do I, and... Yeah. I couldn't hear you because I was sent out. <laughs> so when you get to that bit, guys, enjoy. And just imagine next the other side of the door, giggling, <sighs> giggling being told off. <laughs> no, it was great. So, what do you think? What comes next for us? Do you think? I don't know. Another book. Well, why is that? What you want to do? Yeah, I think so. Well, you know, I don't know really. I haven't haven't thought about it much before I asked you. Oh, okay. I was going to say this wasn't part of the plan. <laughs> no, so. <it> <laughs> I don't know. We tend to just bumble from one thing to, to, the, to the next, don't we? I mean, when you say that, I think what you're trying to say is we glide seeming, seamlessly from one stellar idea to another. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we just bumble along from one thing to the next. I think we do. Yeah, but I think we could, I think we could dress that up. What is that expression you always say to me? About Not polish your turd. Yeah, there you go. But you can roll it in glitter. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Just think of us as a couple of turds rolled in glitter. <laughs> a couple of glittery turds. Oh, dear. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you more for buying the book. Remember, buy one. Get one. Buy another one. Oh, wow. <laughs> Get another one. Get another one. Yeah. Get another one. And send it to someone who needs it. Thanks for reading. Thanks for buying. Thanks for listening. See you on the flip side. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.